If you are a mental health professional who wants to have a bigger impact on the world, help more people, and grow your business all at the same time, then you're in the right place. With every episode, we're here to help you discover new ideas, gain new insights, and get the step-by-step strategies that you need to grow your private practice with confidence. I'm Sarah Gershon, and along with my co-host, Howard Baumgarten, we welcome you to PsychBiz. We're so glad you're here. So today we're going to have a conversation about the four C's, and Howard, can you tell me what those are? <laughs> Give me an idea of what we're talking about today. Yeah, well, it's funny that you asked me um, to to get right into it. I love that we're going to do this because um, there's a funny thing. I came up with the four C's uh, as an adapt adaptation to the concept that is often in a business plan called a SWOT analysis, and um, we'll we'll kind of get into what that is as well. It's the same thing basically, but where the idea of the four C's came from is um, around the time I was developing this curriculum, uh, it was after maybe a couple years after I had gotten married. And if you ever walk into a, a jeweler, they will talk about the, the, the C's of picking the right diamond, clarity, cut, and carrot, right? Right. And, and in fact, our jeweler wrote a book about it. Um, wow. Yeah, he's, he's an interesting guy. But so anyway, I thought, well, that's kind of cool. Let's find, let's find a creative way um, to rename what a SWOT analysis is. Now, a traditional SWOT analysis would be what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are your opportunities? And what are the threats? Okay. And partly why I renamed them is some of those concepts have negative overtones, right? I don't like thinking about weaknesses in the form of, um, you know, what am I not good at or, or, or whatever. And, and there's, in other words, there's this negative bias about it when you hear the word weakness. And so I've replaced that word with um, a word that co- connotates like a really, or, you know, positive way of looking at it, which is challenge. You know, what challenges do you experience? Um, and so uh, that would be one of the C's that we're talking about, right? Um, uh, if you start with the, with strengths, strengths are really capabilities, right? So what are your capabilities? That would be the first quadrant. And I like to break this into four quadrants. So if you can imagine a four quadrant system, like a window pane divided into four, you're your capabilities would be in the upper left. Your challenges would be in the lower left. So on the left side, you would have the capabilities and challenges, okay? And the next one would be chances, right? Opportunities, another C word. And the that would be in the upper right. And then the lower right would be concerns. And concerns is a kinder way of thinking about threats. That makes sense? Absolutely. And I like that it takes some of the negativity out of, you know, the other kind of phrasing because, you know, there's no reason to feel threatened by things that, you know, you might feel like you need to pay attention to or prepare for or whatever the situation might be. But to term it threats makes it very kind of, it's a judgmental negative term. And, yeah. and I think your approach is a lot more positive and constructive. 
I appreciate that. And that's how I wanted it to be for my students and for the, the people that I consult with to try to help them. Because when you hear a word like threat, it, it immediately shuts you down and doesn't and makes you it, 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 it deflates your balloon. Right. It, it doesn't make allow you to want to um, move forward. And so I like the word concern um, as much as I like the word challenges. Right. Like, you know, um, challenge something that's challenging for us could be seen as a weakness. But when we think about the, the, the actual word weakness, again, it stops us from wanting to go in that area and do work. Whereas if you're challenged by something, your, your, your brain wiring says, I'm up for the challenge, let's do this. And so I was really careful about thinking about these words and making them easy to remember. That's why we, we every word starts with a C. Um, and also uh, in, in such a way that they really breathe positivity. They're doable. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, maybe you can talk a little bit about why do you think this is part of a business plan? Because it sounds like a great activity, a great thought, you know, thought process to go through. But like, why specifically do you want this to be part of crafting a business plan? Great question. Uh, that is really important in this. There's, you know, it's 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 an exercise that seems quite a bit different from a lot of the practical mapping of a business plan. Um, and the reason that we do an exercise like this, and I think it's probably one of the most important components of your business plan, because it becomes an infrastructure of linking to your business persona and it has a lot of personal uh, a lot of personal investment in that and so you're able to make better business decisions by knowing what is going on in each of these categories so in my book private practice essentials i don't remember exactly the page actually i can look it up it's it's right around the beginning of the book it's page 15 there's a chart in there that basically allows you to actually create a table and list the personal and professional breakdown in each category. I recommend that you look at what are your personal capabilities? What So for example, if I were to ask you, hey, Sarah, what are you really capable of personally in your life? Like personal attributes that you know are about who you are. Wow, that's a big question. Yeah, just the first um, few that come to mind maybe. No, I mean, I think, I think that one of my core capabilities in this sense, in this case would be empathy. Um, and I think that that has a big impact on my professional work because I'm able to talk to people better, communicate with people better, understand what they're looking for better. And actually, my guess is, is that empathy may have led you to choosing to work with therapists in terms of who you work with. Because therapists obviously are um, an emotionally intelligent, empathic bunch. And in my view, you might not have as much job and overall career satisfaction doing the exact same thing that you're doing now with, say, a group of engineers. And not to say that engineers are all not emotionally intelligent. Many of them are. But the reality is, is that uh, they're not they're not interested in the business of empathy. Uh, they're not interested in the business of care. So being in the business of being a web designer, you are in fact working with people 
who are in the business of the kind of attributes that are strong in your personal value system, what, you, what you're good at, what, what attributes you have. Yeah, I really agree with that. I think that's totally a good point. And that really, you know, as opposed to me wanting to work with, you know, engineers or something like that, you know, it makes a lot of sense that that personal attribute would then lead to a particular, you know, career path. And it's nice to actually see how those things correlate. Exactly. And then, then I might ask you, okay, in the same category of capabilities, what have you learned over time? Because sometimes we have to work in the field for a while, or maybe you already knew something about this about you, but what is something that is professional that you're capable of? Maybe you learned it along the way in your job or a previous job that transferred your skill over to your business. So do that exercise to to say something about that. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Do you want me to actually answer or? Yeah, I'd love for you to answer. I think. No, I mean, so I think actually something I'm, I'm starting to do more and more and that I think is really interesting is using my, um, doing more education of my clients because what I've realized is that there's a lot about what I do that they don't understand. And the more that I kind of teach them about, you know, how things work and why things work a certain way, the more I'm empowering them to both understand the decisions that we're making about their site and, you know, their digital marketing, and then also giving them information that helps them in a lot of other ways. And so I'm kind of building education into the process of working with people now. And and that's great. And how that translates into your four C's is this is really cool you brought this up because it is it you would put in the capability under professional, you would put, I'm learning that I'm a really good educator. Like I like to teach people about my business when they're interested in and 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 that actually helps, right? The other thing you might do is this is a great example, is where, what other C's does that fit into? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Can you, can uh, you name the other three C's that it, like, like go through the three, the other three C's? Well, so, I mean, I think for chances, right? So one of the things that I've started to do is I'm making, I'm going to start making YouTube videos, like educational YouTube videos for people about therapist websites right. and because I actually really enjoy it. And I, I used to teach. And so like, it's giving me an opportunity to do something that I really like and that, you know, increases my impact, like lets more people kind of get to know who I am and what I do. Exactly. So it becomes an opportunity, it becomes a chance that you can take. And you're writing that in there. Now, um, the other piece is how might it be um, a challenge? Is, is Would it fit in that category for you? Well, it's just another thing to juggle, right? Because if I'm trying to do a YouTube right. channel, now, which I am. Right. So that's like a whole bunch of, you know, I, I have to learn new skills for video editing. I have to have a production schedule. I have to come up with con like it's, it's very time consuming and I already have a lot of time stuff going on. But look what doors we're opening here. So now all of a sudden the way you would put that into a challenge is around um, balancing the many hats that you have and you. And, and if I were to say to you, what's one personal challenge in your life, my guess would be that you would say, Balance and time management. <laughs> Balance and time management. That's the personal to attribute. And then how that looks in your business is when I make a decision to do something new, it can throw me out of balance. And, and I know that one of the one of my challenges is maintaining that balance. And I've known you for a few years now, and I know that that is one of your challenges. And you, you really do it very well. So as an outsider looking into you, because um, we work closely in 
different ways and especially now with this podcast. And so I see that in you and you, you might even make up, gosh, I don't know that I'm doing so well. And, you know, I can only imagine like that's part of the struggle. And that's why we want to look at this and really examine it because you may think you're doing poorly and other people around you might think that you're doing just fine. And so there's this, it becomes this sort of tool for evaluation as well. It's really kind of cool. Okay. Last thing real quick. How could it be a concern? How could this education and educating be concerning? Well, I mean, I have to do it right um, because there's a lot of people who make videos that are essentially technical tutorials. And those are not videos who will appeal to my clients because my clients are people who want to hire someone to do their website for them, not people who want like a highly, highly technical, you know, like how to step-by-step do this very technical involved thing. So like I have to make sure that I don't kind of get off in the wrong direction and make a lot of content and invest a lot of time in something that doesn't actually move me any closer to my goals. That's great. That's great. Like I have to be careful. The, the concern is, is that there is di- the diminishing value of doing this and how it might impact my bottom line in terms of my ability to help people and the financial bottom line, all that stuff. Right. So that's, that could be a concern. Here's one I thought of, which is, uh, you know, if you, if, if it is construed as a tutorial and somebody takes that information they could they could steal pr- privileged com- information, so you have to protect your information and and have that balance of of you know letting go of of your quote unquote secrets, if you will, and know know what you're willing to let go of and what you're not. That's a that's a concern. And then the liability of maybe somebody coming back and saying you said that this you made a comment in your YouTube video that this would happen if I designed my own website and I did this and it didn't happen and I'm coming back to sue you. You know, so we think, I mean, I, I can go, I tend to go into that. Li- I hadn't li- thought of that one, Howard. Now I'm nervous. No, don't be nervous. <laughs> Usually, look, I, my, I, a lot of, and by the way, you as the listener probably also are saying, I, I don't think about that either. Or uh, mo- most <laughs> clinicians don't think about that. And I have this, you know, I grew up in a family of, of legal experts and in, in, in my extended family. And, and I think that, you know, there's always that little part of me that is, thoughtful about that. And of course, we'll have a little section on um, limiting liability and the legal side of things and of its own. We'll do a, we'll do a uh, episode on that, do an episode on that. But so this is really, you know, I never predict how these things are going to go, but this is a wonderful example, I think, of how sort of the information can flow within the template of these four seasons. You, you can, can you begin to feel the relevance, Sarah, and importance of why we do this? Yeah, 100%. And I really like the way it integrates kind of the personal, you know, things that you're passionate about, things that come naturally to you and helps you integrate those into your business so that it's not two foreign things where you like, this is who you are. And then you have this business that you're like forcing yourself to do, but you're figuring out how does who you are inform and inspire and guide your business decisions. And I really, really like how those two things can be together. I love how you said inform, guide, and inspire. That is why the four C's exist, to inform, guide, and inspire. And that you said that beautifully because it's not something that is necessarily directly going to lead to, oh, th- I put this down, so I have to do this. So don't, when when you, the listener, are 
developing your four C's. It's not a model that is going to like instantly lead to something. In fact, one of the things I recommend, and I recommend this in my book, is that you ongoingly go back to this because things are always changing. And so you're going to want to go back to these four categories and update them once every six months, once a year, once every, in the beginning stages of your practice, if you're ramping up, I would do it every once every three months so that you can really see, because a lot of things change fast in the first three years of your practice. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it, you know, for it to be an effective tool, it has to be accurately representing where you are right now. Right. So I want to introduce one other concept and then we'll We'll kind of wrap up and summarize everything. The the other concept here is that if you look at the map the way I the way I've kind of described it, uh, with strengths and weaknesses being on the left side, right, left upper and left lower. Maybe w- w- in the show notes we can we can maybe even get a ma- uh, a template of it up, uh, or you can go to my book on page fourteen and see it. Uh, there's there's this is very interesting. If you if you look at the left side versus the right side, the right side are the chances and concerns. The right side is something that is occurring from outside forces. Okay, so this is really cool. So outside forces are the influencing here. That's where you want to be thinking when you're thinking of what chances do I have? What concerns do I have? So this is where your research is really about the external factors. What's and- my pop? Go ahead. Sorry. No, I just think that's fascinating. Yeah. What's what what? How is this going to affect my population, or or what is my population telling me about this, or what's the market bear? Those are things that we look at for opportunities and threats, or what I call challenges. I'm sorry, chances and concerns. On the capabilities and challenges side, those require an internal examination of what's going on internally with you. What am I capable of? What are my challenges? What? That's why I asked you the question very specifically. What's challenging for you? You said balancing everything, right? That would be, you know, what am I capable of? You you talked a little bit about being a, uh, a good, uh, one of the things you said was being a good uh, good educator. And then the first thing you said was very empathetic, right? So, so these are things that are internal in nature. Then and the very last thing is this. If we, if we bifurcate it on the horizontal lines, okay, on the horizontal line, the the capabilities and chances are typically the things that we think of as being positive in our lives, right? Like they're automatic positive things. What am I capable of? What are my chances, right? And then of course we mentioned this earlier, the bottom part or what we would call challenges and concerns, I don't want you to think that they're negative in the sense of like they're way, way down below, okay? Like a depressed person for those of you clinical people, which is all of you, <laughs> um, but that um, but that really basically uh, it's just slightly below the line, meaning that uh, these are things that we typically associate with as difficult, right? Challenging themselves. So even though one of the words is challenges, the lower half is more challenging and the upper half is more capable. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great way to think about it. I think that's really informative. It gives you a lot to to think about and, and make informed decisions. So I think that's great. Right. So homework assignment for you, the listener. Take this information, 
sit down, do this exercise. I typically don't recommend that you do it all in one sitting. Some people can. And then this is a fluid changing thing. This is, this is a flowing river that, that, that sort of morphs with the land, right? You know, come back to it, look at it, examine it from time to time, uh, be insightful and curious about it, and then watch how it begins to be a guidepost for decision-making around the critical business decisions. It's, it's helpful for projective decisions, and it's super informative for uh, having a lens of evaluation of what's currently going on. And that's what I really like about the four C's. That's fantastic. So I hope today was helpful and that uh, this episode is uh, meaningful to you as we're, you know, sort of going through the elements of the business plan episode by episode. It's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed doing this with you, Sarah, and uh, I hope you, the listener, will leave feedback and provide comments about today's episode. And uh, as always, we appreciate reviews and please stay in touch with us. We hope you found today's episode thought-provoking and helpful. We'd love to know what you think, so leave us a comment and don't forget to subscribe. You can find the show notes and additional resources at psychbiz.com. Thank you for listening.